and I had my laptop with me and I had the file ready to go and I look at Crystal and I go, I can't do this. This is, this is too crazy. Like this, if I win this, this is gonna, I don't know if I'm ready for what that means. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Amanda, I have a little update. Yeah? I finished Lost. Finally! I know, did it Woo! seem like it took forever? I have to say, the last season dragged on. I kept falling asleep. I can't say I didn't warn you. And man, did you warn me. I Okay, can I tell you what I thought happened? Spoiler alert here, guys, if anyone has. I thought I heard many years ago when this show came out in like the early 2000s, I thought I heard that there were aliens. And there were not aliens. No, they're not. I expected an aliens and some huge temple but i guess there was a huge temple which it was like where did that come from right and all these other structures that all of a sudden appeared some some temple and then some tall statue of a man that was cut off at the legs or whatever mm-hmm. so there were some things that it was at that last episode that last season is like what is going on because like up through season four is great and then season five and six they do this weird thing where they like flash forward instead mm-hmm. of backwards because the whole time they're flashing back to what their lives were like before right. they came to the island and then all of a sudden they're flashing forward to like what the future could be if they got off the island. And then the last season is like if the plane landed in L.A., not crashed in the ocean. But there's an alternate universe. They're on the island, but they're also on mainland L.A. and they have different lives. Someone leads, one has a kid that doesn't have a kid and suddenly one didn't lose a parent or like it was so convoluted and so bizarre. I want to ask the writers so badly what they were thinking I think it, from what I understand, because there's been so many discussions on this. I know, I'm going to have to like really want to deep dive. The writers just didn't know from the beginning. They thought that they would get there in the end. Like they yeah. would eventually find an ending to land on. And apparently that never happened. Wow, that makes sense. Because it sort of ended and we went, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's it? Come on. Like there's not even, like there's no ending. We We were talking about it last night. So I'm assuming most of you have watched this or won't be watching it, but wouldn't advise it. (laughs) No, no. The first season is fantastic. And I love the way they're in and out with like the airplane sounds going to flashbacks and stuff. But and I love the stories of all these people. You know, one woman's a criminal. One guy's a con man. um, One's a paraplegic. But why is he paraplegic? But then like all of it gets at the end, they just twist it up. In such a way that doesn't make any sense, doesn't follow, these characters don't follow through with who they are. By the way, at the end, they're like, I guess all in heaven or something in some church. And, but like Michael's not there with his son right. and like all these people, the dog comes back, but like, the, <laughs> but like the, the dog from the first episode is back in the last episode. But like they're living these alternate universe, like this life. Some of them get off the island on a plane, but they're also still living in LA and they're all connecting by touching and, and understanding what happened in their past. But it's not really their past. It's just a made be- make believe past that they what? Like I just uh, uh, I have you, no if you know you know. Other than it's, I I wished I could make it different for you. I know. It's, I mean, people complain about the last episode or the last season ago. of Game of Thrones. It's nothing like yeah. This is like at least Game of Thrones. They they made some sense of it. They made right. it end somewhere. This is like what the hell happened? Was it all make-believe? Was it all a memory? Is it actually real life? Which one's the reality in these five different realities they've given you? It was very confusing. I also finished Stranger Things, but we'll get to that another time. Well, to tie in today's guest, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Oh, look at you. I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah. Are you behind me and rhapsoding me? I I am a little bit because our guest today 
is Mark Martell and his wife, Crystal Martell. Yes. And uh, he is the lead singer for the Queen. It was the Queen Extravaganza, but they changed it to the Ultimate Queen Celebration. Okay. He's the lead singer for the One Vision of Queen. And it's like a tribute to Queen that's like made by the people in the actual band Queen. And um, he is... Unbelievably talented. I know his voice is insane. He sounds exactly like he got he got the part because they thought he sounded like he auditioned and he got the part. He of sounds Freddie like Mercury. Freddie Mercury on Freddie Mercury's best date. And he even sang on the movie Bohemian Rhapsody he as Freddie Mercury. Yes, because yes. obviously Mr. Mercury is no longer with well, us. Yeah, and the, the the songs that you hear that are not actually Freddie Mercury's voice apparently are his. We can ask him about that. Yeah, because apparently because uh, Rami Malik who didn't who played Freddie in the movie didn't sing. Right. So. So Mark Martell steps in to do that. Also, his wife, Crystal, is a really talented photographer. I've seen some of her work. It's incredible. And she goes on tour with him and she photographs all his stuff. And she's kind of part of his creative team. Yeah. She's a, I think she's a lot like me where she anything creative is like she can do it. Yep. And so I, I live for that kind of person because we're, we're out there, but we're few. Yeah. I mean, so a little bit more about um, Mark. He's a five-time Juno Award winner. He performed a bunch of talk shows, reality shows. Um, he performed a ton of sporting events mm -hmm. and the opening night at the Derby. Yes. We love the Derby, um, which is funny because that's what my husband did too. He was also, in 2016, he was asked to perform for Celine Dion on Radio Canada TV's En Direct de l'Universe at her request. Yes. So Celine Dion asked for There's him. There's a video of this on YouTube that you have to see. Oh, really? It's incredible. All right. So guys, check that out. Celine Dion and Mark Martel. Um, he was also, so he was hand selected by Brian May and Roger Taylor of the legendary Queen rock mm -hmm. band. The drummer of Queen picked him to be, to replace, right? Is technically right? replace Freddie I mean, Mercury. I'm sure he's going to tell us the story, but. I know, I can't wait. It's the most bizarre It's so happening. cool. It's so cool. And, and he's also got a, uh, he's got a new, well, he's a Canadian, um, who did Christian rock, right? He was born in Montreal and in 1999, he formed a band called Down Here mm -hmm. and then he went solo in 2013 and then he, uh, 2011, I think it was, he got the part of, uh, to play, to sing in the Queen tribute band. And that's evolved over time. And now he has a, uh, oh, he's also in Five Nights to Freddy's. And I don't think you know what that is, but I'm going to I'm ask aware him. of what it is, but I'm not familiar with. It's like a horror game that's terrifying, that but he plays like one of the of voices and I'm so excited to ask him about it in a really strange way. But, um, but he also has a Christmas album coming out. Yes. Uh, or it's, it's, out already, it's out. It's already out. Yes. And it, yeah, it came out November 4th. And he um, he has the most amazing voice. You guys have to hear him. And I think we're going to get him to perform for we're us. We're at least going to ask. So guys, stick around because here is Crystal and Mark Martell. Hey, Amanda, did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakening or thinning hair? Like I have noticed as I've gotten older that my hair is getting thinner, a little kinkier. Like yeah. it's just changing texture. And I got a little freaked out. So I started using something new called Nutrafol. How are you liking it? I'm loving it. I've only just started and I'm so excited to see the results because it's got great recommendations. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. And it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness and visible scalp coverage. It also supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition and metabolism. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages, so you can get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth over six months. 
3,000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. And you too can grow thicker, healthier hair and you can support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code WWB, like what women binge, to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code WWB. And thanks for supporting our show, Nutrafol. Okay, you guys, welcome. Mark and Crystal, thank you guys Yay. for being here. Thanks for having us. This came together really fast. Yes, it sure did. Yeah, made it happen. We Great. are so excited to talk to you guys today. I Well, first of all, I have to know, okay, let's, can we start with the queen stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just want. dive right in. I just yeah. want to know how that audition went. For when you played for, because you were going to be yeah. the what replacement lead singer? No, no, that's a common misconception. Um, so, in 2011, um, the drummer for Queen, Roger Taylor, decided he was going to start his own official tribute band to his own band. Yeah. So, kind of a bold idea, I guess. If anyone's going to try it, may as well be one of the greatest bands of all time. So, he uh, he put out an all call on. On the internet, and I don't know, one of my friends found out about it, one of my friends here in Nashville, and um, he emailed it to me, and all it said in the subject line was, a must, and I opened the email, and it has just a link to this thing, and so obviously for years, people have been comparing me vocally to Freddie Mercury, and I was singing my own music, right, yeah. so um, never thought anything would come of it, I just thought, hey, that's a cool thing to pull out at karaoke, and I did occasionally. Um, under duress. Under duress. Sometimes <laughs> under by duress. You, by you. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny when I'm off stage, like I don't want attention. It's uh, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing. But um, I, you know, I, I clicked on the thing and I was like, oh, okay, a tribute band to Queen. So what? No. And then I read the fine print and it was like, oh, this is Roger Taylor's thing. I'm going to have the opportunity to work with Queen. That's That feels a lot different. Yeah. And I'm like, but well, hang on, I'm not, I'm not dressing up and pretending to be someone else. And then I read further and it said, you will not be dressing up and being <laughs> someone else. You will be yourself on stage. I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. I've never heard of a tribute band that does that. So yeah, I, I auditioned and my first audition, which I just did at home, um, went viral, which was a first for me. It was wild. What year was that? Is that in? 2011. Okay. And um, Crystal likes to say that she lost her husband for a couple weeks <laughs> to the to the comments. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, it was so overwhelming that I remember we were driving. I think it was Charlotte Ave. I don't know why we were down there, but we we're driving, and he could not concentrate. Uh, he wasn't, it, yeah, he was, he wasn't reading anything. There was just so much going on, and nothing had ever gone viral before. Right. And so he's just in this headspace of, yeah. and, and I finally said, stop immediately. Like, Did we you were at, at Chick-fil-A? No, we were, we were at a stoplight, and I said, park it. And I, we got out and changed uh, vehicles. It was so overwhelming. It was oh, like, maybe you should it. drive. <laughs> he could not concentrate on anything. And at this time, you were still in your original band, right? Down here. Yeah. Yeah. So you're already a career musician. Yeah. We'd been together for 10 years at that point. And so it was probably a super shock to you. Mm -hmm. You put this out here. And yes, it was an audition, but it was also just like for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was on and, a whim. I, I, you know, um, Asked my manager at the time, I said, any reason why I should steer clear of this? This kind of seems fun. Yeah. 
And I thought, and he was like, yeah, go for it, man. I don't care. Dude, try it. See what happens. And I recorded that first audition that a lot of people have seen. And, but before I sent it, I sat down on the couch um, in our living room and I had my laptop with me and I had the file ready to go. And I look at Crystal and I go, I can't do this. This is, this is too crazy. Like this, if I win this, this is going to, I don't know if I'm ready for what that means. Did um, you have a feeling that you were going to do it though? Yeah. Yeah. You knew you couldn't not do it. Yeah, but it was really her saying, you were born for this. You've got to do this. This is a no-brainer. So I was like, okay, click, ah! done. So what is it that makes your voice and Freddie Mercury so, so like, is it is it the range? Is it the, you know, I, I don't, I don't. for those of us that don't know anything about music, even though I'm married to a musician, what is it that, like, makes it sound, you guys sound similar? It's definitely genetics. That's biology. I mean, your your head is shaped in a certain way that makes your voice vibrate a certain way and sound a certain so way. So it's literal bone structure, not bone in the structure. fact that you just look like mm -hmm. him. It's like you're Did you have to do anything to change it? Like, I don't know, open your mouth more, or position your tongue in a certain way, or well, take here's certain the, breaths. Well, here's the thing. It's like, it's not an impression, so to speak, because I sound like him what, no matter what I'm singing. Yeah. Right. But when I sing Queen, I take on the more British accent and, okay. and take on more of his, like, artistic choices. Yeah. Because that's what people want to hear. They're Are there, not, like, breaths that you have to, t like, do you breathe at the same place he might have in a recording or yeah. that kind of thing? I mean, to phrase the, the, the sentences the way people expect to hear them, you have to breathe in certain areas, and, okay. but it just kind of comes naturally. Okay. Um, had you listened to a lot of Queen before? Was this like a band that you like loved and? Do you remember me listening to a lot of Queen? No, no, never. I mean, so it was just by accident. I got, I got into their greatest hits, um, in the early two thousands. After like, hundreds of people told me like I, I would every time we did a show with Down Here, we you know we'd meet fans after the show, and I would count. It, would, it was a joke, like. At least five people every single night. You know who you sound like. You know who you sound like. As if you never heard it before. Yeah, and I. It, it was always an amazing compliment because if you're yeah. going to be compared to yeah. one of the greatest singers of all time. And you would try sometimes not singing to try as hard mm -hmm. not to sound like him, yeah. and you would still get it. A couple times I told the guys backstage right before we went on stage, like, "All right, tonight my goal is to not a, not get a single comparison to Freddie." <laughs> Impossible. Too late. I can't do it. So now you've just embraced it. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Touring the world. Yeah, and literally then, tens of millions of views. Yes, and hundreds, maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, my my first audition in front of Roger was kind of the next step up of Crazy World. I mean, was, <laughs> that was the second audition. So the first one was at home. Third audition actually was in front was in person with Roger. Okay, at Foo Fighters Studio in L.A. Oh my god! And they had whittled it down. <laughs> they whittled it down to the final 20, 28 people to. For the it was going to be nine people in the band, so it was like a big band. Oh wow! Um, like Slipknot. Just saying, I just, there you go. <laughs> right? Just like yes, it's very much like Slipknot. Like Slipknot. A lot of people yes. in the band. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like Queen, but yes, a lot of people. Well, the the band is called the Queen Extravaganza, so he really wanted to be not a, a replication of what Queen does, but more of like almost like a review um, with different sit lead singers taking different oh, songs, okay. um, and it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was super surreal to to be singing the guy's songs right in front of him, the guy who sat behind Freddie Mercury for, for twenty years, and to see him in the in the in the control booth, like, judging you, like that. I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't know how I got here in the first place. I'm not going to be nervous about this. This is just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it worked out. <laughs> and we had our we had our first performance on American Idol as guests. So Oh, really? We got introduced by Ryan Seacrest. The and Queen that was Extravaganza. Your, that was your first show with them. Yeah, and then we went on tour. No pressure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just live television. I think with Brian and Roger we're playing with you guys too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's the only time Brian May and Roger Taylor were ever on at the same time on stage with me. Um, they came out because they were the uh, the coaches that week, mm -hmm. and so. So then the movie Bohemian Rhapsody comes out, and um, uh, uh, the actor uh, Rami Mal. Rami, he can't. He couldn't, or he would didn't want to sing it, or he couldn't sing it. Well, he's not a singer. He's not a singer. He's, you know, aside from being one of the greater actors I've ever seen. Um, but uh, yeah, they, um, well, back in 2012, when I met uh, Jim Beach, who's portrayed in the movie, um, the, the manager of Queen, he told us that they were working on this movie and they'd already been working on the script for at least a decade and looking for the right director, lead singer, or the lead actor and all that stuff. And he's like, someday it's gonna get made. It's a movie about Freddie and the band. And whenever that gets greenlit, we'd love you to help out. I'm like, you've got my number. <laughs> and uh, it was four years later, we got the call finally. And so you did a lot of the vocals on that. Yeah, did some did some vocals for the movie. It's partly wow. Freddie Mercury, and it's partly you. It does. It's a mix. Does he actually? Does Rami ever? Does he actually sing at all, or not at all? See, the line they gave me to say was that oh. what you're hearing in the songs is a mix of of all me, three, okay. Freddie and Rami. Oh, that's interesting. But, okay. Yeah, I did. Um, Read that how you will. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, uh... <laughs> Read it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've done my legal part. Um, but um, do you hear yourself? Yeah, it sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Uh, when we went to see the movie for the first time at uh, Carmike in Cool Springs, mm -hmm. far from where we are right where now. Where we live. Um, it was basically just the three of us. Oh yeah, we it had to be, we got in our pajamas. Yes. Yeah. Just the three of our us. Our favorite yeah. way to be, by exactly. the way. <laughs> yeah, I wore my stretchy pants. There you go. And I was kind of nervous because obviously I'd never been in a movie before. I had no idea where they're gonna use me, if they were gonna use me. Um, it wasn't even decided because I all the work that I did was pre-production. So before they oh. ever filmed a scene, I'd done all, I was done basically, yeah. and, and I did. So some, it was a long process. Though. Yeah, I did some ADR afterwards, but um, yeah. So they they weren't even sure what they were going to use in the final cut, um, and so you know I'm sitting there, and every now and then I'd hear myself like, <laughs> "Whoa, weird!" And then every time there was a singing scene. Josh and Crystal, Josh, my manager, would look over at me and he'd, he'd be like, "Is it you? No, yeah, yeah, yeah." And you're like, "I'll never tell." Yeah. <laughs> so where did you record this? Did you have to go out to L.A.? London at uh, Abbey Road Studios. How fun! Yeah. So you're in Foo Fighter Studios. You're in Abbey Road. This Studios. is like the coolest ever. Yeah, it was. It was you're super living cool. every fan's dream. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the whole time I was at Abbey Road, I was like, "Man, I wish I was a." bigger beetle head and, <laughs> and uh, I actually am more so now, but I, I, I wish I could have taken it in and appreciated my time there in that sense more. But for me, I was just there to work 
And Abbey Road is, it's not a museum. It's like, right. it's a fully it's a working studio. studio. Dirty studio, isn't it? Probably dirty. I mean, there's studio. some, you know, unswept corners I'm here and there. sure. <laughs> I mean, a lot of dirty boys have been through there, let's sure. be honest. And girls, dirty girls too. I'm Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> it's rock and roll. Right? Yeah. I don't think they're really taking care to polish the floors, yeah. you know, or really clean the toilets. Like, you know, really maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been to the, uh, the oh, what's it called? The Cavern Club. Yeah. That's pretty grimy. Yes, but, it is. Uh, yeah. I was there the and weekend before the Wait, shutdown. Where is that? Um, in Liverpool. It's where they started playing. It's this, oh. playing it. this little tiny cave, which, by the way, going into shutdown the next week for the whole world to go into a pandemic. Uh. And then to think about the fact that that was the last place I was, I was like, we went down like these little yeah. tiny stairs into this like deep, dark dungeon yeah, we with exactly. tons of people dancing yeah. and singing out loud. And I'm like, wow. That's, and that's how we got. That going? could have been a good, that could have been a, <laughs> the beginning of the super spreader at Cavern Club. Um, I so going from Freddy to Freddy, I have to ask you a question about a different Freddy. I understand you did the voice of Foxy or Withered Foxy in Five Nights at Freddy's. Is this true? Apparently, what is this? Yeah. So, or is this a lie on Wikipedia? No. Well, there are some lies on Wikipedia. <laughs> doesn't happen to be one. Uh oh, wait, which one bothers you, Crystal? The one, it seems like there's one where apparently we have a daughter who's six years old. Her name is Olive. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. You guys Congratulations, guys. You never know. <laughs> like, super untrue. You never know. You know Get Wikipedia, out of here. That's the problem with Wikipedia, right? I think people take it to be like the encyclopedia, but I know on mine it used to say that my sister Mackenzie was my brother and things oh, like that. Oh, my goodness. Always gets my husband's at, age is wrong and he's really pissed about it. Stuff like that. <laughs> That's funny. So you don't have a. So you, you guys know Olive? about this video game? My little one, my ten-year-old Tucker that I talk about all the time here, is obsessed with really scary things like Stranger Things and I, every anything horror or like it and all that. And Five Nights at Freddy's. I'll tell you, my oldest son, when he was twelve, slept in my bed for four months because he couldn't get that stupid thing out of his head. But then my little one loves it. Literally, just got Dreadbear for for his birthday as a gift. I'll be honest, I know nothing about it. It's just, it's a, it's like Chuck E. Cheese animatronic animals yeah. come to life and eat kids and steal their souls. Like, it's right? awful. Oh, it's awful. That's it's terrible. It's really bad. So yeah. this came about when I was doing voice voiceover. <gasps> Get out. <laughs> it is you? Up today yeah. too. I might have to have you record, a, like, something for my son. He will freak if you know how to do it. If well, you here's the thing. The character. Here, here's the story. I, before the whole queen thing took off, I went through a bit of a period of... How am I going to put food on the table? Transition. It was a transitional all, period, as we, we all, all experienced. Yep. We're artists. We and uh, one of my good friends is a really successful voiceover artist in Canada. And he was like, you should give it a shot. Just sign up for a website and submit a bunch of auditions. And so I did that for like three or four months. Every day, I like go to my studio. It was my office. And I just audition, audition, audition. And nobody knew who I was. Yeah. And, it's uh, easy enough to do, though. It's an easy enough. Yeah, if those got, auditions are super simple. Absolutely, you, voice memo on your phone, and you're, or sure. if you have a micro, if you have a decent microphone, then you're exactly, you know, you're a step ahead. <laughs> yeah, and as a musician, recording musician, I knew how to do that super easily. And so, um, I got an email one day from this dude. He's like, "Hi, hey, I'm so and so, and I run this game called Five, Five Nights at Freddy's." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And uh, it's like, "I liked your audition. I'd like to pay you some money to do a few lines for the game." Like, great. And it, for me, it was just like just another job. I'd get like one or two jobs a week. So it's a game. Yeah, it's oh. yeah, it's like a video game. But my son found it on YouTube because they watch other people play the game. Yeah. And yeah, you have to like escape through like the air vents or the back warehouse rooms of this restaurant, oh, of this my pizza restaurant. Goodness, that's terrible. At night, yeah, they come out and they and they do all these jump scares, and it's all this like that kind of a industrial like electronic sound. It's like. 
as they like yeah. pop out with their glowing green eyes. And, no. And nah. then you see like instead of him being a bear, now he's, you know, it's, it's, there's all different versions of the bear and the fo- I'm Foxy and Chicky and all these, uh, Chickadee, something like that. All these different um, animals and they, there's parts where they're like their skin is melted off, oh, and you see the electronics cute. underneath. And so you're a melted fox, huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, the, Do you I remember remembered, the lines. I, rem- no, I don't remember the lines, but I remember specifically auditioning for that one because I put a bunch of scary effects on my voice oh. because the description was asking for like just a scary, I don't know what I want kind of thing, but something scary sounding. And usually I would just like record my natural voice, but for this one in particular, it's the only one. I put special effects on my voice and it turned into work. Oh for me. wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm going to tell my son; he's going to freak out. So. <laughs> amazing. I just had to bring that up. But we uh, we want to get to what you guys are binging. What yeah. are you into? What do you guys watch together? First of all, because that's always fun for me to find couple things. Hmm. What do we watch together? You want to start with the trash TV? Ooh. Oh, we love <laughs> trash TV. There's no judgment. <laughs> we embrace all. Oh, yeah. We just finished The Bachelorette. Trash TV on Ooh, ABC. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, your favorite Bachelorette? Uh, of the two? Of all. Of all. Oh, gosh. I don't I don't know. We've had a couple on here. Uh, Who? Was she was in the audience. Um, she was one of the three in the audience. Michelle? Was it Michelle? I think maybe Michelle. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Have last names. So we no, they don't. It's so fine. you get along with this, or you just get dragged along for the ride. Oops, you At like first, it first. It was just like time to spend together. And no, now... you'd be watching from the kitchen. I'd be watching <laughs> it, and he'd be standing there like eating a snack. He's so not into it. <laughs> I'd be like, you want you want a joint? Fine. Or like I know she's gonna give him the rose. Yeah. I know exactly. And, and now I'd be like, my my ear would be okay. When's he gonna say coming up? <laughs> And um, so now I almost, I pretty much have to claim responsibility for um, spearheading it now. Okay. So, so it's guilty pleasure. Sucked in. Absolutely. All right. What else? What do you guys? We also love Ozark. Oh. Yellowstone. They're like a little grit. Did you finish Pretty the last season of Yellowstone? Because I did not. I got a little bored. I have to say, I was the biggest. I mean, was you I not? I also don't like hunting. And she couldn't figure out where to watch it. <laughs> That's actually true. I did have a big yeah. issue with I refused to pay for whatever yeah. it was, oh, and I was so waiting for like it that. on yeah. Paramount so Plus. Like that. Oh, I was like holding out. We'll like, wait. I have Peacock. I have Paramount Plus. It should be playing on one of these. Yeah. yeah. So we now that it is another one, <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm not buying the season. I what? Oh, I yeah. did no. I waited until it came out on Paramount Plus. I think it was or Peacock, whichever one. But um, and then I watched a few. But when my husband loses interest in something, it's very hard for me to get back to it because I don't watch TV by myself. So I end up like ditching what like Ozark was the same thing for us. Like he gave up on it, so I I ended up not being able to watch it. Outlander, same thing, which I'm gonna go back to by myself. Uh, it's only do. the best show ever. Oh, I can't do it. I want to so bad. Why not? She doesn't Those like things anything. stick with me. Conflicting like, things. Oh, it's so complicated. Like, Game of Thrones. Oh. Oh, I do know you guys like Game of Thrones, right? I do mm-hmm. together? Thrones. Yeah. My husband won't watch it with me. Did you do House of Dragons? Uh not yet. <gasps> Is it so good? I don't know if it's so good, but I'm so obsessed. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm so obsessed with it. I am like, I just want to keep. So I think what happened with me was I watched Game of Thrones after it was all over. Actually, the last yeah. season was coming up. Yeah. So I watched like, I think six seasons in a row. Like literally, I was working in LA by myself for 20 weeks. So I had all this random time to spend and I watched so much of it. And then as I timed it out so that it would end my binging would end right when the new season started so then it was every sunday and now it's been a few years and here's house of dragons and i am like 
I'm not able to binge it like I was, mm-hmm. but I want it so bad to just, I want to see it all. Yes. Even if it's not, like, I want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. But it is, I think it's beautiful. I think the storylines are tragic. It's not as exciting as Game of Thrones yet. But the thing is, Game of Thrones, I found it to be about the long game. It yeah. wasn't until the last, was it the last season that at the end of every episode, we were yeah. roaring at the TV mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like the things. So you probably like Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, Definitely. Well, you watched ones... a new season of that yet? Uh, no. no. I haven't gotten to it no, yet. Not, no, not haven't. I know. I can't wait. Succession. I haven't done that one. Okay. No, we've heard it's I love amazing. to hate it. It's actually an incredible show. Yeah. Okay. It drives me bananas. Okay. Because these people are garbage humans. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you can't look away. Like house, my, Did you do House of Cards? Because I feel like it's sort of similar. Um, I've seen some episodes. Ooh, house of Cards is a hard one. Yeah. It is. The, the garbage human one, it's it's a tough one for us. Like, if there's no one to really, like, even morally root for, yeah. it's hard for oh, me to keep watching. That's how my husband is. That's so, why yeah. You will. You think they're going to... They show signs of change. There's hope. These little glimmers and nuggets of like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, nah. Nope. It lies. are unredeemable or irredeemable, whatever the word is. Non-redeemable. Yeah. <laughs> Not able to be redeemed. Then he will give up. Like, um, And it happened with Breaking Bad and it happened with uh, Ozark. And Outlander, we were confused because when we turned it on, we thought it was going to be like a romance. And then it ended up being a time travel show, which was so... I love so... time travel movies, by the way. I do too. Same, same, like, same, same, same. But being sideswiped by that is like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it, we never could get back to it. So I'm going to do that one by myself. Oh, you should. It's such a... He he actually tried watching it because he knew how much I loved it. And I banned him Didn't from get on it. Board, Mark. Oh, oh. I you, said, you are not allowed to watch oh, it. Oh, you got too obsessed? No. Sing me a song. Was it the sex? What was it? <laughs> no. Isn't there like crazy sex scenes in it? It's yeah, just not it's really for me. But um, Crystal loves it so much that uh, we had uh, our Crystal's cousin lived was our roommate for a while, and she wanted to introduce her to it properly. And so, she what does that try- mean? She kept trying to watch it, and I was like, "Don't!" Like, oh, you needed I, a we, binge time for it. Yeah, and we, okay. we oh, need to do this that's together because I, I want to watch it again. And it was so interesting how watching it even a second time, it still swept me away. And I mean, we're just sitting sobbing. Anytime I'd call her from the road while she was watching it, <laughs> it was this: "What do you want?" <laughs> Wait, wait, because she got mad at you because of something happened in the show and she was taking on the emotion or because you didn't want to be interrupted? Because I was like, you know what time it is. Oh. Oh. (laughs) You know better than to call me during my time. time. Between 8 and 4 a.m., 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. When I should be sleeping. I know. It was crazy. I had to have all the electricity off except for the TV, candles, had to have a glass of wine in my hand. See, now I just. See, this is how I do Bridgerton. Oh, I love Bridgerton. I. Get all of the children out of the house. Yeah. Invite all my girlfriends over. Yeah. There are bottles of wine. There is silence and I darkness and Bridgerton. I'm not going to feel bad, but I haven't been invited. You hate Bridgerton. Uh, mm. I d- I, but I watch she like, it. She likes conflicty shows, this one. And there is no conflict in Bridgerton. It's no. all so predictable. You immediately, oh, yeah. it's Love yeah, Boat. It you is. know who they're it going is. for. Like, <laughs> And Melissa looks at everything from a production standpoint. She's like... Ugh, the boom is in the shot. Oh my God, they could have lit that so much better. Oh, oh my gosh, why did they have them enter from there? I do like about Bridgerton though is that is like the color palette, the production oh, so design mixed beautiful. with the with the wardrobe and stuff. I do love that. And um, and I'm bringing that to some of my work now because I love it so much in that show. But See, it's- I've influenced I can life. I can uh-huh. appreciate that show and especially for the cultural aspect of like, same reason I watched Tiger King during the pandemic. Like I had to be in on the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So Bridgerton, I feel like I can't miss out on that. Conversations. It's easy to watch. Uh, 
new conflicty shows that I have actually watched. Oh. The Bear. Have you watched it yet? No. What is that? that? Yeah. I know a lot of people love this and I'm confused about it. Is it a cooking show? I'm late to the game. Okay. No. So it is a like the normal drama series. Um, it's about this chef who lives in Chicago. I don't want to give too much away, but he's like a world-class chef from like James Board Beard Award winning. Um, and he comes back to Chicago to run his brother's restaurant. And it's just like a sandwich shop. But he wants it to be so much more. And it's just this conflict that happens in the kitchen. There's a lot of language, fair warning, a decent amount of violence. But the story and the way they shoot it is so amazing. Well, it looks like a reality show. So like they turned a reality confused. show into a real yeah. drama. Basically. but They took Ramsey and put him yeah. in a kitchen. It's shot like... Well, kind of like a reality like show. Like The Office? Is it shot kind of like The it's Office? It's like one camera. And yeah. I mean, there are scenes that they... Like blue lighting. Right? It, it's like... Yeah. And it is just so raw. And you are so... A lot of tonight. talk about this. Yeah. It's a great one. I mean, Logan loves the dramatic stuff. And so usually he has to kind of pull me into that. And he put it on one day. I was like, what are you watching? All I hear is like F-bombs and chef coming from the other room. And he's like, it's the show The Bear. And I was like, I've heard of that. But I, that it didn't interest me by description only. Yeah. And I mean, we're half an episode in and I'm already like so emotionally connected to this main character. Is this something Mark would like? Because yes. I have to find something new. We, it we, is. we spent all year watching Lost and we finished okay. it. You will finish it in like three days. Rewatching? No, we never watched it. Really? So, we, so wow. now we're I'm like, her, after like... Ten months of like, what should we like? How does it hold up? Not the ending still sucks. Let's say that <laughs> <laughs> the ending is still like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I still don't. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. But um, I I think there's like a special uncut finale, and I'm trying to convince him to watch that. But he's like, why? We've already watched it. I'm like, but it's 20 minutes longer. Maybe it'll explain something. He's like, obviously not, because that's not the one they aired. So now, are there things that you can't watch together? So I was just going to ask you guys, like, do you ever have that thing with your spouses where you're watching, you're just starting a new show by yourself and they walk in and you're like, what are you watching? Oh, yeah. uh -huh. That's House of Dragons. That's Handmaid's. You're going to have to stop watching that right now because we're going to watch it together. Yeah. That just happened. Oh, where you want to watch it with them. Yeah. Oh. That so just what, happened what? to me with uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay. It's, it's like the real life version of, uh, of Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, we did watch this. Yeah, the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Movie. Yes, Logan and I did. Oh, I saw the preview for that. I didn't know that was the name. Okay. We, yeah. oh, we love documentaries, mm -hmm. and we love Ted Lasso. And yeah, so it was just kind of like, Ted Lasso's such a good one. Did you Ryan see, Reynolds. so you saw Loot, right? Oh, yes. I think Loot is trying to be, like, I think everyone's out there trying to find this, um, this chemistry, this sort of recipe of a feel-good, funny show that doesn't have conflict. Let me tell you. And that's what Ted Lasso does. Mm -hmm. That I think is coming close that we just discovered. It's called God's Favorite Idiot, which I hate the title, <laughs> but it is um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh. And, um, this is a new show? Yes. it's. I think it's on Netflix. Brain. Is that right? Yeah. Netflix came out this summer. Um, and it is so interesting and so funny. And it's a lot of like slapstick, like physical comedy. Wait, what's it called again? God's Favorite Idiot. Which God's Favorite Idiot. When you All watch right. it, you'll see the title, like, they could have done so much Well, better. Loot looked good to me, but also, like, how are you going to make that last 10 episodes? And you said you weren't a big fan of it, so I kind of lost it interest about in loot? it. What is it about Loot? Maya Rudolph. Yeah. And, uh, Apple TV. Yes. And she gets divorced from her billionaire husband. She's basically Bezos' wife, right? Basically. And she finds out she has this foundation, and she's realized that she can do something worthwhile with her life. So it's her trying to go to this foundation and like run it. But oh. she is so 
She's trying to, yeah, she's very green and naive and not, doesn't know how the world works and, right? And so it's, it looks funny, but maybe for one episode, I don't think I would enjoy it for a lot of it. I'm only three-ish episodes in and, yeah. But when I look at it, it, it literally makes me think of like, Ted Lasso, like they were like, okay, how can it's we It's shot like Ted Lasso. And they try to create this cast of characters that you're endeared to. And it's all positive, right? It's they're just positive. not relevant or okay. readable. Yep. Does it feel at all like Shit's Creek? No. Shit's Creek is great. So um, great. Shout out to Jen. Um, we met one of the actresses uh, uh, when we were at the Derby, Jen Robertson. Yes. She's and fabulous. she's amazing. And she had everyone's attention, man. Everybody was like wanting to Which get near her. Which character is she? Jocelyn Shit. <laughs> she's great um, no so I feel like Schitt's Creek especially in the first episode they're they're unrelatable on purpose like you're just supposed to kind of hate them you know um, and this one you're supposed to love her uh, you're supposed to be endeared to her but she's got a good heart but and she's at the end of the second episode she's crying on the floor of her candy room and you're just kind of like I, your heartbreak <laughs> is real and I can relate right. to that but you're in a candy room. Oh my god! Have gosh. some hot tamales and get over it. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just a little. I don't know. They just haven't hit the hit the, the sweet spot. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So, but that one's good. So, Melissa, I'm yeah. so excited for you. You've been really working hard on getting your immune system up and going really well, and getting your body in shape. What's your secret weapon now? Well, I've been using. AG1. Do you know AG1? I have heard of this. It's made by Athletic Greens. It's great. It tastes great. Uh, you do a scoop. Oh, no, because I know those veggie things can be not so tasty. This one is pretty yum. Okay. What do you, you like do? put a scoop in your water in the morning and it, oh my gosh, it helps in so many ways. So tell me what it's doing for you. So with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, all kinds of good stuff, right? Oh. It's lifestyle friendly. You can eat it when you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all the Whoop. things. So it's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. And I love this. They're sustainable too for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. That's and, amazing. Yeah, they do like climate neutral certified, all that good stuff. That is amazing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Yeah, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WWB. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash WWB to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens, for supporting What Women Binge. I think we should ask them some questions. Well, hang on before we do. They're podcaster listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, all day long. We have to know. All day. That's right. Saw something on your list. Oh, go ahead. Favorite podcasts? Do you listen together? Do you listen separate? We used to like on road trips. Road trips. Uh, we used to do Radio Lab a lot. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. Oh, uh, WNYC. Um, it's basically a. How would you describe it? Well, the it's way kind of sciencey. The way they used to do it is they would take an hour and they'd pick a topic and then take three different ways of. Looking at that topic. Looking at that topic. Kind of NPR oh. approach to Absolutely. a certain topic. Absolutely. And we love that. That's mm-hmm. great. Now What's the one sh- called? Uh, it's called Radiolab. Okay. Check that you out. Like that I'm, I really need some new podcasts. Yeah, it's so great. I would say the original 
the way they start they, there were two guys I'm trying to remember it's been it's been a while but they they had such great chemistry mm -hmm. together and I, I see that you guys liked uh s town yeah. that out there a little bit further s uh, <laughs> I see she's making fun of me for being old with her glasses on her head <laughs> now I can see are they progressives uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means so I guess not you just got some I know it's this is what happens right 44 42 is about when no 44 about when I decided to go to the uh, hardware store and Buy some glasses sitting at the counter by the register. <laughs> really? like, I think I might oh, need I've these. Had the, I've that's had this amazing. Point in my life. Oh, I put them on and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I can see what this label Brian on the paint relax. can says. Yeah. <laughs> at the hardware store. At the hardware store. That's where I bought my first pair. And I still I keep them in my makeup um, bag. So they're always with me they're when I'm doing my makeup in case I need to read something and be like, you apply eyelashes with the tweezers, stick them on. Yeah. So I keep them near me. <laughs> At all times. Um, so S-Town, or otherwise known as Shuttown, you guys mm -hmm. yeah, love that Yeah, another one of the few ones we went through together. I love that. That was one of, that was when uh, that long story, for, like, form of reporting. There was one before. It was an early the, podcast, wasn't it? Was wasn't early. It? Yeah. It was so interesting how it started with, one, it started one way, and then it oh, takes a totally. Yeah. Like, like episode cereal? two or three. Kinda. Yeah, it takes, a, yeah, yeah, like cereal. But um, it's about Bessemer, Alabama. Oh, and it's a guy who lives there and he calls in, he calls in to, a, well, he calls a reporter because he wants to get the police investigated in his town. So he calls like a national, like a national, a guy who works for like a national publication and says, I want you to come to a report on these police. I think they're crooked. I think they're raping girls in prison or something. Right. Isn't that how it starts? Like, oh, I cannot remember where it started, but I remember where it ended. I think that's oh. where it starts. Yeah, it starts with, I, you know, you can't you can't yeah. talk about it I'm too much. because I know. So, so now yeah. I, that needs to go on my list. So he calls the he calls the reporter to tell on the police and immediately things unravel in a really crazy way that mm -hmm. you did not see coming. Is this like, a true story? True yeah. story. Mm -hmm. And it's his voice. Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah. you hear his calls to the reporter begging this guy this to come. It's a little close to home for me. I'm from Birmingham originally. Yeah. Uh, so it is yeah. a it is an interesting. Doesn't surprise me. If you ever heard of the Mad Hatter, if you know the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, of course. Yeah. It's sort of it's got flavors of that for some reason. It's yeah. like if oh. the, it's, it gives you a little insight into who the Mad Hatter might have been. Well, it's, it's a like stranger anything. than fiction thing. It really is. When you start unraveling a strange story, there's always different layers. Another you know, bad actors. Okay, I'm writing this one down. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, it's really yeah, great. I can't Definitely believe I haven't told it. you about that one. No, but cereal. that one. Speaking of cereal, did you guys see just a little while ago that um, Adnan Saeed was released from prison? Did you listen to cereal? Crystal told me this last night. I'm like, let's mention cereal. We watched that one. She's like, it's kind of in the news right now. Like, yeah. oh. But I love that because you know what? I felt so, it was the first time I ever listened to a podcast and felt so unsatisfied. It was like yeah. really one of the, I think okay, it was the so first. still... Because he was in prison and no one could decide if he was, he was innocent. innocent. I totally thought he was innocent. And even if he wasn't, there's no way a jury should have proved him like without a reasonable doubt. That seems totally crooked to me. It's, it reminds me a lot of the suitcase killer, which uh, which seems like there's just not enough what evidence to have that? this woman. Melanie, uh, what's her name? Right. Our friend Candace King just played her in the Lifetime movie called The Suitcase Killer. But okay. it's uh, the podcast is called Direct Appeal. This woman... Was accused of murdering her husband. And sawing him up into pieces and putting him in three suitcases. They couldn't find a single bit of forensic evidence, but she's in prison for life. Melanie McGuire. Melanie McGuire. And so she's in prison. Such for a specific thing to go to jail for right. without and evidence. And there's no... They don't find anything in her car. There's no, physical there's no blood evidence. in her house. They've even taken the pipes out of the house to check the pipes. Whoa. There's no blood, but they did. someone said they smelled bleach. And so she's in prison for life. Like... 
This is a podcast. It's a podcast yeah. called Direct Appeal. Oh, I'm that's so I feel like is Melanie McGuire might be the next. And it's a movie, yeah, on Lifetime. True crime, but Here for on it. Lifetime, it's kind of biased. So they, yeah, it uh-huh. leans more towards her being guilty. Mm. The podcast but is done you can by make up your own mind. Women who have a law degree, I believe. No, yeah, I think so. They're not a part of the case, but they are investigating the case from on their own. And it's it's interesting. It's very long. It's 18 episodes. I actually never quite finished it. Oh, I um, love it. But it's it's one of those that, cleaning you know, hours. did she or didn't she? <laughs> yeah. It's a Get good long. Get that toothbrush long... out. Oh, those yeah. baseboards have never been a- shinier. Absolutely. That's I just cleaned my pantry while listening to a book on tape. I can't believe I got through it. I was like, hey. I just read Run, Rose, Run, the James Patterson, Dolly Parton oh, no. um, book. I was listening to Are the Are you audio. a reader? Uh, girl, I went to school for five years to read. Uh, I, I did a literature degree. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. And so I took about a four or five year break after that. I was like, I am done reading. Yeah. And now I'm so busy that it's got to be audiobooks. But yeah, I'm always She's consuming. She's an audiobook I do, I've only That's only recently because I've been driving a lot. So And I I've like realized I can do it while I clean the pantry. In my hand. I do too, though. Mm-hmm. The tactile experience of pages. I have one of each. I have an audiobook going and then I have that. But I read a lot of scripts in person, like yeah. in my hands. Does so it not you? put you to sleep? I go to sleep immediately. But which reading is terrible being me in school for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I go to sleep. It does put me to sleep, actually. True. Isn't it crazy, though? Like, the ability to learn or listen to anything we want while we're doing some nominal mm-hmm. brainless task. We now. have to like, multitask. We, it's you were never able hit. to do that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like, mm-hmm. how how is that going to affect humanity, like, on a fundamental basis, just, like, with all this extra knowledge in our heads? like it's How we evolve, how our brains evolve yeah. will be really interesting. Does that mean you avoid... Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you skirted that Got question. That, huh? I haven't read a book. I haven't read a book in, oh man, I want to say four years at least. You pick. You picked up the um the one that Jordan gave you. Yeah. Was it about the um the um the gulag archipelago? Oh, archipelago. I never know how to. It's. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know this one. What's it? About? It's uh, Alec- archipelago. 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 What? Close. Pelican. Is it Alexander Solzhenitsyn? You didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I read the first, the abridged version, because it's like laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this guy who was in the um, the Russian gulags, and he was a, inc- this incredible author, so he got to like write firsthand about how it was. Wow. Um, and it's it's amazing. It, it's one of the few times where I'm like, wow, this, these, this guy had some real attitude and was just, there's like so many lines that are dripping with sarcasm about how authority is abused and all this stuff. And um, it's written very uh, snarkily. What you did read, you devoured. Yeah. I was surprised I came back and you were like halfway through the book, but. Mm-hmm. that's It's hard for me to find a book that I like latch onto that I really want to, that I get through quickly. That's yeah. how I know it's a good one. And I'm like, Book club meeting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Should oh, that's our number one right now. Really? Maybe not. Maybe not okay. Taylor Jean Marie. More of an outliner. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of a, a female draw, maybe. Yeah. Yes. I think Taylor Reed's books in general are probably more female driven. Yeah. She did Daisy Jones and the Six, which I'm reading about right a now. band. Okay. Um, so good. Is this it's all nonfiction? Yeah. No, it's no, all it's fiction. fiction. Okay. But you, I her like characters fiction. are so well drawn that you feel like they're real. Like she called me after she read it, Evelyn Hugo. She's like, I was about to go Google like what movies I can find this woman in. But then I had to remind myself she's not real. Taylor oh, Reed Jenkins. Or, or, Jenkins Reed? Taylor Reed Jenkins. Jenkins Reed. Jenkins I don't Reed. Know. Anyway, she's got three names. One of them's Taylor. 
The other one's Jenkins. The other one's Reed. And she um, she writes these amazing books. She's got a bunch of them out, and I've got another one on my list to Daisy read. Daisy Jones and the Six is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and it's that was about first this big one. Rock band in the '70s and how they got started, and they're like the kind of grimy culture of them writing and doing and touring and all this stuff. And it is just she goes. So they go on like Letterman and stuff. I literally it was probably the first audiobook I ever did. My friend said I was driving from LA to Tahoe, and my friend was like, "Oh, you've got to listen to this audiobook." And I was like, "All right, I haven't done that before. I have this long seven hour drive. I might as well." Halfway through, I stopped to pump gas. I'm calling my friend. I'm like. Why have I not heard of this band before? Like, I'm going to go Google these concerts and these <laughs> shows. She goes, oh, no, no, it's a fictional band, Melissa. And I was like, oh, what? My goodness. That's how that realistic. Good. Yeah. Wow. It's the same thing with the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's almost like a Rita Moreno type character. We're, this, we're determined that it's Rita Moreno. I'm sure it is. We've given her the book because we're like so sure it's her. We need her to tell us that it's her. But she, Amazing. it's a, it's an older <laughs> actress who has a, a young journalist come record her life and she's going to tell him all about her seven husbands and which one's the true love. And all of her secrets come out, of course, and stuff. But she talks about like why she always wore emerald green dresses and, and who she had to have sex with and, or be seen with in public in like 1940s Hollywood, right? 60s, like yeah. 60s. 50s and 60s. Yeah, so it's like, and you know, who got beheaded in a car accident because that happened a lot back then. And like, you know, all these, um, you know, stories. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, right? Well, Grace Kelly, Montgomery Ava Gardner, Clift. Montgomery Clift. Did Ava Gardner James die that Dean, way too? Right? Oh, James Dean. Oh my God. There's a bunch of them. I didn't even know any of So that. like they I take didn't know all there was these. a beheaded club. Yeah, well, well, car accidents, they all drove. Intoxicated, yeah, women. and a lot of convertibles. I yeah. think that'll do it. Seat belts, lack mm. thereof. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, not great. It's a little careless, and yeah. So there was Hollywood a lot of that. Hills. Oh, the Hollywood Hills are for a reason. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, well, let's ask you some questions. Yes. All right. These are our season four questions. Sorry, they're hard. They're difficult. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm not sorry. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> Squirm a little, guys. It's like you made us sit on the couch thinking. They're going to make you think. Yeah. Uh -huh. We want everyone at home to think, too. If you could live life as any character in a book, show, movie, who would you be? Well, for me, it's Superman. <laughs> Superman. I mean, Which who else would you want to be? Though? Christopher Reeves. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good I agree. Choice. He was so handsome. Yeah. What about you, Crystal? Peter Pan. Oh. oh. You yeah. want to fly? Is that why? All of it. Or is it because you want to hang out with the mermaids? Peter Pan or movie Peter Pan? Uh, there's so many Peter Pans. Are we talking about uh, Robin Williams' Peter Pan? Yeah. You tell us. I just love the idea of flying. That's always been like if I could have any sort of super superpower, that would be. But why Peter Pan, not Tinkerbell? Just curious. Oh, that's a great question. Because <laughs> I've always been compared to Tinkerbell because I have a big I butt don't. and a bad attitude. So <laughs> that's why I've always been compared to Tinkerbell, seriously. Chris was a little more adventurous than Tinkerbell was. Yeah. Just get a little more Peter Pan. I just love the magic of it, you know. Just mm -hmm. Never Neverland. It's yeah. so beautiful. Well, and he always had like a wide-eyed, yeah, like a like a, a a view on life that was just like really innocent, kid-like still, right? Yeah. I mean, at Not the end that. of it, it's it's terrible. It's no way to you know live life. It's <sighs> ever growing up. Now, but what? I love that. It's just magical. Some of the older people I know still think of themselves as like twelve years old. So I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you had to pick a genre to describe your life, what would it be? <sighs> you go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you guys get to answer this? I think we, we did. We have answered Oh, you have. At the very okay. beginning, yeah. Okay, I okay. said, I think I said adventure. My genre is adventure. I think I was a romantic comedy. Yeah, I think you were. I, I took the easy way out on this one. I'm going documentary. Oh. Okay. You didn't say horror? Well, I mean, your, your <laughs> life thus far is very compelling. But it's one of those documentaries yeah. where it starts and you don't know where it's going. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how did we end up here? Swerve. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like a true crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. No, no. Suitcase killer what? <laughs> Not happening. What about you, Crystal? What was... Well, I took a, a musical. I thought alternative oh. pop. Like, oh, I love... yeah. Like, what's what's popular and interesting, but I often take, like, the alternative route. Oh, that's cool. So... I like that. We hadn't heard that one before. Those are, yeah, those are, those are new are ones. Answers. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you could choose any actor or actress to play you in your life story, who would you pick? Oh, man. Oh, wait. Mark's no, he's ready. You know who yours is. Do I? I know. Do you know who my? Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, I forget. Well, see, for me, I can't decide. I'm like stuck between three guys. Oh, okay. Uh, first, I would go. Um, well, in no particular order, Tom Welling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, so this is why you like Superman. Tomville. Smallville. We we both actually watched okay. Smallville, Love it. and um, but uh, and then there's seeing him on Talkville. He's so, in real life, he's so like Mark in real life. Yeah. It's so interesting. And because of the Superman Do you guys, situation. Oh, yeah. No, no oh, I'm very familiar with Talkville. Oh, okay. I'm Logan not. is also a fan. Yeah. Awesome. So. <laughs> Great. Well, it's, it seems, it, it, well, you can tell favor, that. The, it's the eyes and the dark hair. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And when I had longer hair, people would either you say Freddie Mercury or that guy oh, on really? Smallville. <laughs> um, so looks-wise, I would go with Tom Willing. Not gonna lie, uh, but then I go, oh, maybe uh, Paul Rudd. Oh uh, yeah, if it was gonna be more of a comedic slant, a gritty comedy. Um, but then um, Jeff Goldblum, I think, would be my first oh. choice for your older yes. self. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Crystal's so shocked. She's that like, no, would oh, be no. hilarious, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh. What about you, Crystal? What do I don't know? I could see you as like a Reese Witherspoon, Carrie Underwood. Oh yeah, okay, right. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> Carrie better get acting. Does she act? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. she's hilarious. Right? She Whenever she hosts stuff, she's yeah. I have no idea. I'm thinking even personality wise. Did I say anything? Did I land on anything? <sighs> I remember yeah. like struggling. I, yeah, I have no idea. Everyone always for these Tommy ones. Britton. Oh, yeah, but everybody always picks older people. No one ever picks, like, the younger version of who would pick, like... Oh, You'd want to find someone in their 20s. Oh, you know what? Maybe maybe Emily Blunt. Oh, there you go. Not because I look like her, but, but I think she's yeah. such a, yeah, such similar, a great, great personality. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I Assertive. Strong. I could see that. Um, guys, what is your favorite TV theme song? This is a, a, a category dear to my heart, being an 80s kid. There is so, I mean, it was the golden age. Oh, yeah, there's so many great ones from then. Um, I I think, it's hard to pick one, um, but your t-shirt would be top oh. two. Oh, uh, Knight Rider? Yep. Uh, can you sing it? And so on and so Yeah. But then, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so. Greatest American hero. So. That's a good one. I'm so out of the. What is that? What is that? <laughs> Greatest American. I actually don't. Know, oh, I don't know okay. the show, but I do know the theme song okay. and where it's from, only because uh, people sing it all the time. More people know the song. I, I don't know, know the, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. That's a great one. It's a great song. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I uh, wait, but uh, David Hasselhoff. So this is a signed David Hasselhoff T-shirt okay. that I'm wearing right now. And Ooh. what's so funny is, as a little girl, you know, when you have those little ride-on cars, so I got one of those little pedal cars. Yep. And it was it was Kit. 
It was Knight Rider's car, yeah, and I had a little red button that would make the light go. Yeah. And I think it, I think the voice worked for a little while until it was left out in the rain. Uh-huh. But um, my sister and I used to ride our little Knight Rider. And then, funny connection, my first boyfriend in high school went off to college, and his college roommate, his my boyfriend's name was Mike, and his uh, roommate was Kit. And so uh-huh. that was just really weird, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even think of that. But it was it was Mike yeah. and Kit. And I was like, oh my god, Michael and Kit. That's from that's, that's from Knight Rider. Sure yeah, that's my is. weird connection. And I directed him. The reason I got him to sign the shirt was this was a, this was a prop on a show. Uh, you directed on young him, Sheldon. I did. I directed him on Young Sheldon. He kept calling me a witch. I wanted to smack him, but he was very tall. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's very nice to you. He was very nice. He was very nice. He was hilarious. She got it's... invited to his birthday party this year. I was like, we're going. She's like, that would be. Am- oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, to, not that we were. Go to the we would have gone party. to LA. We had to fly to LA for it. I mean, I would have. I, I would was have. like, I don't have time yeah. for that. <laughs> Some but of it would have been fun. It's true. It's true. What was his seventieth? Something like that. Yeah. That would have been fun. Right? Yeah. Well, you can watch life. him in an episode of Young Sheldon where he does cowboy aerobics. Huh? Cowboy aerobics. It's something, I forget the title of that episode, but it's something in cowboy aerobics. And so. you directed that it's one. It's fun. Yeah, it's a really fun one. He gets to be like a, a, you know, an aerobics instructor, like a Jane Fonda type. Oh. <laughs> Which once again great. proves my theory. <laughs> Germans love David Hett. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They do. They do. Um, what is the hardest part of your job? Oh, well, Crystal, so we haven't talked about your career. You're a photographer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do beautiful photos, Thank right? you so much. You do a little bit of everything from my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything, even photography-wise. But um, there was a point in my career where I realized that I was doing mostly stuff for Mark. Mm-hmm. And so I heavily shifted in that direction and do Mark, video. I, it really, it's so amazing. Yeah, she's really like she can see the whole thing in her mind like even last night when we were going through some of these questions i don't know what it was but at some point you were just like oh i and i could just see the her like her face turn into dream, like i was dreaming up a greenhouse and what i would put in it oh that's right be that's right humming babies and it, i would be oh. raising my own butterflies oh. Oh. sure that sounds like my dream too Come oh my on. gosh she really does want to be snow white it's yes. not even yes Come on, it's yeah. amazing. I always send her on Instagram. The only thing I send Amanda on DMs is like <laughs> is animals and weird insects, and it's all that's I can what she watch likes. these days. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it is her favorite. Um, what's so, hard- what's the hardest part? Yeah, was it hard? Yeah, hardest. What's the hardest? I'm like, was it the best? No, wait. What's the hardest part of your job? Oh man, dealing with artists. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. This one or in general? Like this guy? In general. <sighs> what about but you, Mark? One. What's your hardest part? Yeah. I- I can be the hardest part of her job. Um, for me, I would say the traveling. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much a homebody, and I I love that I get to see different parts of the world that I never imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, but working and uh, singing and traveling and being in airports all the time, it's mm-hmm. very counterproductive on vocal health. Um, so yeah, it's it, we're very intentional about building in days off on the road, which allows us to see places so but at the same what's your like go-to recipe for like saving your throat sleep oh yeah which is the most problematic thing when you're traveling overseas a spa with yeah i enjoy the amenities you know like the spa and the hot tubs and the steam rooms yeah we could travel together yeah give me a nice hotel (laughs) do you use a nice do you carry like a nice throat coat tea or something like that? yeah i usually take throat coat with me um i'm not too high maintenance i just make sure that 
uh, I do a good warm up, especially if I'm on tour where it's night after night. I actually lost my voice for the first time in my whole career at the beginning of 2020 in Germany. Oh, wow. And with Hasselhoff? Were yes. you with Hasselhoff? Okay, I just, just with, hanging out. I was opening for the Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> That'd <be> pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for the first time in my life, had to cancel shows, and that was a horrible feeling. Yeah. We were in Cologne, Germany at, it was one of the, top three biggest shows of the tour, this huge like 5,000 seat arena. And I was backstage, because usually even if I've got, I'm having a rough vocal day, it'll come back by showtime and I'll be able to limp through the show. But it just wasn't there. And so I'm sitting backstage with a doctor who had to like for insurance purposes prove that I could indeed not do the show. And it was like 10 minutes before doors were opening. And, it, Every, and everyone was outside. There were thousands of people outside. And I'm like, okay, let's cancel it. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was super. So since then, I've been a lot more intentional about warming up my voice and mm. being even more careful because I've never been like a party animal going, you know, staying up at all hours of the night. But Thank you, Sophie Shear. Shout out. Yeah. She's a vocal, vocal coach, coach here in town. In town. Oh. oh. Yeah, she's a girlfriend. Keeping you on track. Yeah. I was actually. Uh, on FaceTime with her one of those days when my voice was down and she was trying to get me just to be able to get through the show and uh, gave me a really great warm-up I call, I called her and I said, hey, I know you're in church. We have an emergency. Can you, like, step out for 10 minutes? Aww. Do you get to travel with him yeah. a lot? That's great. That's yeah, nice. it's amazing. So, like, I'll shoot the show because I, I can't be a tour wife. Right. And, in fact, I try as much as possible at the beginning to be just introduced as separate, like I, I really don't want anyone to know at first that I'm married to him because yeah. then I'm, I'm the wife with a fancy camera, right? Right. Instead of the photographer. Right. So, then I shoot the show every night. Then I, you know, depending on the tour, I'll be up in the bus editing till five in the morning, Ooh, and then we'll awesome. all gather around at lunch, and I'll, I'll even start shooting the crew. So, and it's you know, it's kind of amazing. I, I thought, so this was when we were in Germany. I was there for like five, six weeks, shooting every night you were performing. And I thought, am I going to get sick and tired of this? I didn't. There's, I mean, there's so mm -hmm. much to shoot. Oh, that's good. Of course, then the crew, when they figured out that I would photograph them, they'd be like, with yeah. somebody you doing love. something cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that kind of helps with the homesickness. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so what's your website? Because I want everyone to check out your photography. Oh, well, <laughs> well, my website, I actually don't do a lot of what is on my website anymore, which okay. is all wedding stuff. And I have many Instagrams because I shoot so many different styles. Well, I saw a bunch of like fashion or style, like really stylized yeah, so, photos. So that that would be like c.k.martell on Instagram. Okay. Crystal Martell on Instagram. Oh, yeah, on your find... Instagram. Yeah, yeah the sure. link is there in your, in your bio. Actually. Can't be that That's many photographers named Crystal Martell. But... Yeah. It depends what you want from me. I got a, I got a lot yeah, in my tool belt. Your editorial stuff is really, really good. Oh, lovely. thank you so much. You are very talented. Thank you. So here's the hardest question of them all, you guys. Do uh, you have a favorite joke? <laughs> well, it seems like Mark does. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with the favorite joke. It's not appropriate for your show. Uh, Everyone says that. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's it so it's one of those things that when you tell, it's not a joke that it, you can tell in the moment. The joke it has to. It it occurs, oh. and most people don't know it's happening as it's happening. No. So oh, it catches man. you. Just give us the punchline. Uh, Let's see if we can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <The> punchline. <laughs> Does the punchline even work? Um, uh, the punchline is, uh, yeah. He, he fell out of the bell tower. He fell out of the guard the tower, tower and 
got drunk and fell out of the guard tower. That's what it was. But boom. All right. So if anyone knows that joke, that's what they're talking about. That's our favorite one. So what movie show or channel do you turn on to tune out? Is it like your bachelorette? Oh, Friends. Oh, when I'm happy, when I'm sad. Yeah, that's ours too. That's one of my husbands yeah. for sure. So good. Yeah, it's the go-to. Yep. Well, I've, you know, I've, I was a friend's, I appreciated it before we got married, but with Crystal, it's just like, it's the the comfort yeah. show. And so I've probably seen Friends now about 10 times all the way through. Oh, yeah. Just from it being on all the time. Yeah. I think there's certain episodes I've seen a billion times and then there's some that I'm like, wait a second, I don't remember this part of this mm-hmm. one. You know, yeah. there's, there's very few of those, but... There's, there's a few of them. Um, if this week was a book title, what would it be? Mm. My, These are Amanda's questions. Mine would be uh, Chaos Piles. <laughs> oh, so you're ADHD too. Maybe. <laughs> I know this life. <laughs> it's clean. I call them Doom Piles. <laughs> Doom Piles. Doom Piles. <laughs> yeah. Betty White had a name for him too. Don't she always covered too her dining closets. room. Right. Don't open that drawer. No. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Do we have the good. room where things go to die? Yeah. Oh. I have a couple oh, yeah. spaces like that. Yeah. Just general <laughs> chaos piles. Uh, for me, it would probably have to be something ridiculous. Like, uh, this surely was a week in the life of Mark Martell. <laughs> this surely was a week. <laughs> um, okay. What is your go-to karaoke song? You said that you started out with Queen because that was going to be your karaoke thing. but Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I, I did karaoke... F- Queen a few times, but I wouldn't say that was my go-to. No, my go-to, probably Billie Jean. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh that'd be cool. It's really good. All right. I'm just a good groupie. I've never been on a karaoke stage. You haven't? No. Not even with like a group of friends or something? No. No. Uh, with Melissa. Maybe one. <laughs> well, it's funny because I actually <laughs> despise singing. It's like yeah, my worst nightmare. Is it really? It's my worst nightmare. You get a few gin and tonics in me, I might do it. Oh. There's episodes of Sabrina where I'm singing and oh, I stupidly recorded it in an in an um actually I did a cover of a Beatles song, um, Octopus's Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I went in the studio and recorded it with like some big producers or something, but it's my voice is awful. And I was like, Oh, please help me. So I thought in the studio would help. But then having to sing it, even though it wasn't, I wasn't singing live, singing it in front of people, even to my own track, was super embarrassing. I hit my face on the microphone so many times because uh-huh. I was trying to like just get lost in it and like hit my face on the microphone. I'm like, oh god, I'm an idiot. So you didn't have any musical theater to fall back on or anything? No, I did a lot of Broadway, but it wasn't it wasn't musicals. Okay. My sisters did, but I did not have the voice. I mean, uh-huh. I tried like hell to audition for Annie every chance I got yeah. as a kid, but never never got the chat. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um. What is a line from a show, movie, or book that you'll never forget? Or song. Or song. Yeah, yours is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> She's got this, re- hers is really deep and and tear-inducing. Oh, let's, oh, hear, let's it. hear it. Well, can I pull it up? It's yeah. It's actually like a yeah. whole little paragraph. So have you guys ever heard of a book called Zorba the Greek? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that was, it was a hard read for me. Um it was from back when you were doing your literature degree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah, I took it here. Okay. Was it a forced read, like for class? Yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, there's this part where it says, I remember one morning, this is Zorba, I believe, uh, one morning when I discovered a cocoon in the back of a tree. This is terrible. What is happening, Mark Martell? I full, oh. I full name him all the time. <laughs> my friends think it's so weird. Okay, here we go. No, I call my husband by his last name, like as if it were on a football team. 
I do. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> All right. I remember one morning when I discovered a cocoon in the back of a tree, just as a butterfly was making a hole in its case and preparing to come out. I waited a while, but it was too long appearing and I was impatient. I bent over it and breathed on it to warm it. I warmed it as quickly as I could and the miracle began to happen before my eyes faster than life. The case opened, the butterfly started slowly crawling out, and I shall never forget my horror when I saw how its wings were folded back and crumpled. The wretched butterfly tried with its whole trembling body to unfold them. Bending over it, I tried to help it with my breath in vain. It needed to be hatched out patiently, and the unfolding of the wings should be a gradual process in the sun. Now it was too late. My breath had forced the butterfly to appear all crumpled before its time. It struggled desperately, and a few seconds later died in the palm of my hand. That little body is, I do believe, the greatest weight I have on my conscience. For I realize today that it is a mortal sin to violate the great laws of nature. We should not hurry. We should not be impatient, but we should confidently obey the eternal rhythm. Wow. Whoa. Woo. I think I've heard that one before. I don't know where I would have heard that. Well, if you took any literature classes in college. I didn't. No, I took like child psychology and the golden age of East European directors. I didn't (laughs) really take any. That I know of. Well, I did take a class called rhetoric, and that was literature, I guess. I don't know. I was really confused about what rhetoric meant at that time. But now I understand. But (laughs) it took a while. That was a great one. Yeah, what's yours? Oh, um... Mine's better off dead, by the way. I don't know. I just had to throw that out there. Like, (laughs) mine is go that way really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. So it's like a ski ski reference from a stupid movie, but like... So you you guys, you you worded the question very specifically. It's not like your most inspirational quote or favorite quote. It's It's something you'll never leave your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 True. So I got to go to something like Billy Madison... Okay. Yes. Nudie magazine day. Nudie magazine day. Nudie. That will always so, be in your head. It's like your dying day. Perfect balance. Don't think of that. That's amazing. And that's our marriage. So that's amazing. That does give some so insight good. for sure. Yeah. Well, we do we ask them their emails now or do this or that? Oh, this or that. We first. can let's do this or that and then we'll okay, do this or that. Sorry. Okay. This or that. These are fast. Ooh, yeah. That, that's fast. It doesn't have to be that fast, but yeah. All right, hero or villain? Used to be hero for me, but I, the, the the older I get, villain I would say, because it's more interesting to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, a hero. Plans or surprises? Surprises for me, hundred percent. I used to be surprised, but now I'm all about everybody needs all the information mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're on a good roll. Caffeine or alcohol? Uh, both. <laughs> Ooh. Espresso martini. If I had to pick, I would go caffeine. Oh, I'd go booze. All right. Chocolate or fruity? Fruity. Fruity. I think you're the first ones to say fruity. I think so. Yeah. I like chocolate. Never been a huge chocolate head. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate heads. Oh, yeah. except when I lived in Finland. Oh, yeah. Well, then you have a reason to be. <laughs> oh, I mean, we would eat bricks of it. Mm. Oh, man. I could live that life. Yeah. Brick of yeah, chocolate. Delicious. Of chocolate. Okay. Dressed up or casual? Casual. Oh, I could love a good dress up. <laughs> You're seeing a theme here. Yes. Opposites tracked. Fizzy or flat? Fizzy. Sh- fizzy. Hmm. Morning person or night owl? Owls. Who? I was going to say, judging by 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., I, I knew I, that one. 
I am becoming more of a morning person. I love coming back from Europe with European jet lag, getting up at five, six in the morning. I'm like, man, he gets so much daylight. Who knew? <laughs> he gets so much done. You're turning into that person? Yeah. I wish I could be that person. I know. Do not have it in I keep thinking when I'm old, I will, but not yet. It hasn't happened. Righty or lefty? Oh, righty. Staycation or vacation? Vacation. Mm, I like, I do appreciate both, but staycation if I had to pick one. Nice. Oh, All right. Homebody is talking. Yeah. And then the ultimate test um, where we Get judge your you is your oh. phones because we need oh. to see how many emails, unread uh, emails. I don't know what I'm at. Just the unread. I know. I don't know what mine. I'm scared just sitting in this room like, uh-oh. How many came in in the last hour? <laughs> well, I was in the 40s, but now I'm at like 67. Be proud of me. I cleared out. <gasps> you did? A little bit. I'm so happy Not a lot. for you. What, okay, what what are uh -oh. we at? Uh -oh. As long as it's improved. Okay. First, let's ask. This them. girl's always in the thousands. Are the caveats? Oh. Does junk mail count? Yes. Yeah. Whatever is unread in your Right, mailbox. so you had to have like taken care of the junk mail. So since before we've been talking, three. Three? He's team Melissa. Oh, my gosh. And you have six. one? Do I see one? Six? Oh, that's, are we talking text? Yeah. Oh, it's text. No, no, no. Email. Yeah, email. Six. Six. <gasps> They're my oh, people. No. Wow, you oh, guys no. have really low. Now that's awesome. Thought no, I like I like keeping organization. <laughs> this one, <laughs> how many you at now? Nine thousand six hundred. More than before, but not that many more. I cleared out a lot. That's a thousand. That would oh, stress me. It's not really a choice a at this point. I got a new phone. <laughs> well, then learn to use it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> that's a doom pile right no. there. I that's exactly I know. That what is a that doom is. Pile. Well, I have to be uh, full disclosure. I have other email addresses that I don't check, and exactly. I don't even know how many tens today, of thousands are in there. But that's my mm -hmm. online Same. shopping, yeah. Christmas, yeah. Sure. random. She didn't get any. What was it earlier? She was like, "Oh, wait, what was that?" I know there's an email I'm I missing. Like, there was and an I went, email oh, about I that. Bet that she went goes, to. Oh, and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, to realize and my. I'm the one who doesn't read her emails. Well, uh -huh. I noticed that yesterday I needed to look up something on Venmo, and I think that goes to like a random email address because I think in the beginning I didn't want to get spammed with whatever this bank was that I was gonna, you know. But now I look back at it, and I'm like, I should probably be getting those emails to my real email account, yeah, so absolutely. they're not going to this random one I don't even know the password of anymore. Like I, I just kind of, I divide and conquer, but I don't actually. What are conquer your text those. messages at? Uh, her, she had one, I think I saw, right? You were three. Three? Are you a communicator? I, you oh, seem like she you are. Is are you a communicator? communicator? I am notorious for taking forever to answer texts. Ah, I go ghost. through phases, though, because they're, they're, sometimes I get so overwhelmed. I'll wake up going. I can't talk to I'm, you I'm so, and so, I mean, I, I shut a lot of my stuff down for about three months this oh, summer. Oh, what? I would love to do that. Is that allowed? Well, I did that my mom was asking, what happened to Christmas? I mean, I've had, I've had anymore. a lot of people check in like, are you okay? How's your marriage? You're like, better oh, now because I'm out on social media things. I know, truly. <laughs> honestly, I was like, I'm so... I quit Instagram for like three years. I only got back on it because she was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, oh, I probably need to like promote yeah. that, right? Yeah. It feels good. Oh, it was so, so freeing. Good. I know, it is freeing. I, I thought, I've thought often about like putting it in a full putting especially Instagram actually it is in a folder so mm -hmm. I don't see hey, it too often hey but follow me but on Instagram yeah it can't just be on a folder Instagram. it's gotta be on the second page over at least yeah well yeah, I know that's to the really problem make a I do put things I know my Instagram is sort of like where I go to like just the like just veg out but yeah, yeah. but then I hate myself because hours go by alright so we have to talk business now where can people find you yeah, and oh, what's going on with the Christmas? Yeah, I got lots going on right now. I mean, I'm kind of getting into the season where it's... Uh, so Queen takes up a, a lot 
of Queen's music takes up a lot of my year. Um, but Christmas time is also like the other big thing that we do. And I'm just about to release on November 4th the Mark Martell Christmas Collection Volume 2. Woo! Because in the last five years, we've recorded over 40 Christmas songs. Wow. So they all coming out on the second? Uh, so this new collection is everything I've recorded since uh, Volume 1 which came out in 2019 and includes five new Christmas songs. These are like originals that you they're they're covers. Okay. So uh this year the new ones we got The Grinch, we got mm. um Most Wonderful Time of the Year. We've got What Christmas Means, what Christmas to, me. means to Me, which is a Stevie Wonder song that yeah. isn't so well known. Um and Run Run Rudolph. Run Run Rudolph. Okay. Which was oh, so fun to record. Oh it's such a oh my gosh, it's so good. And then um, a ballad by Andrew Peterson, who's a singer-songwriter here in town, called The Labor of Love. Um, but yeah, Christmas is like, I would say, my second biggest thing. So um, besides- Do you do Christmas shows? I've done a couple of Christmas tours with other artists, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, Michael Levy Smith, and Amy Grant. Mm -hmm. um, and and Michael Levy Smith and Amy Grant are actually, they guest- uh, duetted with me on a couple of songs. Nice. Oh, cool. One of them went to number one. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we've had a lot of success with that. We've had Arnel Panetta, who is the lead singer of Journey. Mm -hmm. We did... Um, Wild? Uh, uh, what Last was, Christmas. Last Christmas, the, the Wham! Christmas yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Bonamassa did Blue Christmas with me. Um uh, Reese Winans, who is was in Stevie Ray Vaughan's band, um, did Run Isn't Run Rudolph. Isn't he a big old Hall of Famer? Or, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. So yeah, I've had some incredible artists um, come alongside me. And well, so we want to ask you. We have a piano waiting in the wings. Yes. Do you think you would play for us? I do us? play the piano, so I can do that. You will play for some songs for us. Yeah. Thank I'd you. Love to. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having this us. It's been so fun. All right. Well, stick around, guys, because we're gonna have a little concert in a minute. Around what women binge. Me, 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 me. <laughs> me, me, me. Warm me, it up, me. warm it up. <laughs> All right, guys, we got a special treat for you today. We've got, well, Mark, why don't you tell us what song you're going to? Well, um, I've got, a, like I mentioned, a new Christmas collection coming out. And on that collection is Queen's only Christmas song. Oh, original by Queen. It's an original Queen Christmas song. And I don't think a lot of people know it, especially here in the States. And um, it honestly wasn't. One of my favorite Queen songs, like by far, but I really like my my, my Your rendition of it. it? <laughs> Great, what's it called? It's called "Thank God It's Christmas." All right, let's hear it. All my love, we've had our share of tears. All my friends, we've had our hopes and fears. All my friends, it's been a long, hard year, but now it's Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas. Thank God it's Christmas. The moon and stars 
for joining us here at What Women Binge. Can you do us a favor and give us an Apple podcast review? It helps a lot. Yeah, and while you're at it, you can follow What Women Binge on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram at Amanda WWB. If you like listening to the podcast, you would love seeing it. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Melissa Joan Artificial for full episodes, bonus content, and so much more. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. Video production by Matt Giesler and Jay Hawley. Audio by Matt Lott. Production assistant, Jen Best. And she is the best. What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com. Do you have a question or a comment or a topic you want to suggest for the show? Well, we are listening. Email us at wwbquestions at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.